Fields Talk 1041. Uh, welcome to Hour 3. My name is Nick Reed. Coming up Friday, 10 a.m., we've got a local for less half-price deal at ksgf.com. Cabos Bonitos Grill and Cantina for 12 and a half bucks, $25 gift cards. And again, that will be 10 a.m. Friday at ksgf.com. If you had the app and your notifications turned on on the app, then you'll get a reminder. I think those reminders used to come at 9 a.m., but it seems like the last couple of times it's been 8 a.m., but it'll be sometime Friday morning just to remind you. Uh, The restaurant deals, they always go very, very, very quickly, so that's one you definitely want to be on top of. Um, if uh, if it's something you want to participate in. One of the things I do want to uh, cover in the hour here is I know a lot of you are familiar with Liberty Safe. Um, uh, a lot of you may have Liberty Safes, and there is a red state story regarding Liberty Safe's um, proactive confirmation that they gave the feds an access code to a gun safe during a raid on a January 6th protester. Now, as you can imagine, this has a number of people very, very concerned. Uh, Liberty Safe not waiting until the information apparently leaked out, but was proactive in how all this played out. And essentially their position has been, hey, they had a search warrant and that's why we did it. But others are you know, wondering, is the, was this a code that they, do they keep the codes? Do they have the access? Or is there some sort of code that is a universal skeleton key, if you will, that can be given to the government at any time? So I'll read to you the latest there, but I think it certainly is not. I don't think it's going to be as easy for Liberty Safe as, as easy as saying, well, they had a warrant. And and so that's why we turned it over, um, because I imagine many people didn't even realize that there was that ability. You know, you think, okay, well, I set my code, and I'm the only one that has it. Apparently, that isn't the case. So we'll we'll touch on that coming up. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line four four seven KSGF. Right now, the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Color Tens Angela Luna. Strong storms on Monday had crews near Rolla working through yesterday afternoon to clean up and restore power to those still out. Straight line winds are being blamed for uprooting trees and knocking down power lines. The city of Rolla Fire and Rescue telling us the storm was unique because of how quickly it came through. Crews responded to calls for about five hours on Monday and were able to restore power quickly for most people. The affordable towing truck driver who led police on a chase through Springfield was in court this week. A judge ordered William Sipple to remain in jail without bond. He is accused of leading officers on an 11-mile pursuit last week, driving recklessly and nearly hitting several vehicles. Sipple was charged with resisting arrest. His next court appearance is set for next Wednesday. Tune into Fox 49 for the latest news at 5 and 6. I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecasts sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, pleasant day, high of 83. Clear and cool overnight, down to 60. And tomorrow's sunshine with a high of 87. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. We are not on Facebook Live this morning, just a heads up. I don't know if we will be tomorrow. Of course, Fridays when we're out, we're not. But when we are on Facebook Live, that, of course, sponsored by Springfield Raps. Don't forget all of your home loan needs. I want a great homeloan.com. Don and Alex, Anthony Carricker, the entire Carricker team, plus support team as well. Uh, they just recently uh, switched the folks that they work with so that they could get you better terms and interest rates. And one of the... 
the things I really have always liked about that crew and what they do is that just because they're top of the game that they don't coast. They don't think, hey, we're the best there is, so we don't need to try and improve. They're always looking to improve the experience and make it easier for you so that you get the best that you can possibly get. And and that was part of their recent changeover, and they've got new digs and everything. So for all of the, the, the commitment and the ability to get a hold of them seven days a week until nine o'clock at night, uh, it's always I want a great homeloan.com because you do. One of the things I love about doing this show is, uh, is to have uh, friends on every once in a while. It just happens to work out that way. And this morning is one of those mornings. My friend Kim Wiegand, her husband Joe, he's over in the corner. He's not on the radio this morning, but he is here. I know many of you uh, who are are part of our community are familiar with uh, with both of uh, of uh, the weekends, whether it's from great escape trips or happy hours or just any of the events, and so it's great to actually have you on the show. Thank you, I'm very glad. Yeah. To be well, here. I Sarah had told me what, and this is what we're going to be talking about. Why you're here with us this morning, and she's like, "Well, you know." Um, do you think maybe she'd want to come on the show or we could have her? I was like, oh, heck yeah, absolutely. Any, any time. I mean, honestly, the only reason Christy Fulnecki's even on here is just because she's a friend. <laughs> she doesn't really offer much outside of that. I'm kidding, of course. I won't tell yeah, you. Yeah, that. I'm sure. Yeah, nobody let her know that I said that. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm not sure exactly how you want to structure your story, if you will, but okay. there is an event coming up. And you are, we'll start with this. Going to be throwing out the first pitch at an upcoming Springfield Cardinal game. And so I'm going to let you take us from there. Okay. That event is coming up this Saturday um, at Hammonds Field. And Hammonds Field and the Springfield Cardinals has very graciously donated um, two entire blocks of seats Mm. um, to GYN Cancers Alliance. And what, what that entity is, it's a Um, support organization that exists to support women that are fighting or are survivors of gynecologic cancer. And that's basically crotch cancers, cervical cancer, which I am fighting right now, um, endometrial cancer, ovarian cancer, um, cancers of the reproductive Mm -hmm. organs. Um, I I fought my first battle, battle number one, last year, um, had chemotherapy, had 25 external uh, radiation treatments, had five internal radiation treatments. If you want to see something ugly, Google that one. Um, But it came back. It metastasized to my right lung uh, early this year. I had part of my lung removed. During the course of this year's treatment, I was given some information about Gynca. was told this, these are some people you need to mm. talk to. Um, one of the services that they offer going through their, their brochure of paperwork was um, the uh, Shelley Sachs Foundation has a wig room and they provide wigs to women going through any type of cancer that has caused them to lose their hair uh, via their chemotherapy treatment. Uh, first, I was really skeptical. Mm. I thought, you know, I'm going to take this wig that, that have come from funds that have been donated. How often am I really going to use it? Sure. Um, is it going to be something that I, a resource that I'm going to take, but not really take it, make useful? Um, talk to my husband about it. He said, J- just go check it out. Yeah. I said, you come with me because you're going to 
tell me it either looks really bad or (laughs) it looks okay. He came with me all the way up. I'm in my head second guessing myself. Mm -hmm. We walked into the, just walked in the front door and I knew, I knew it was a good thing. Um, Lady named Ryan took us into Mm -hmm. the wig room and they literally have hundreds of wigs. She is the perfect person for that job. She's calm. She's welcoming. She's gracious. She makes you feel from the time you set foot into that building that your life is normal when it's everything right. but. Um, sat me down in a very girly, fancy <laughs> chair in front of a this big, gorgeous mirror, and we proceeded to find some wigs. Um, initially picked out four. It was number two that I ended up with. Um I don't even know if you've seen that. Did I wear I, that to the last happy hour? No, I don't think so. No, uh-uh. I don't. Maybe I didn't even. I have think it. you had just maybe you dyed your hair yeah, or something. Yeah, dyed it teal. Yeah. because that's the cervical cancer color, yeah. and it cut it off because mm. I had long hair before that, yeah. and, and people had warned me you'll find it everywhere, you'll find it in your food and your dishes. Mm-hmm. So I'd cut it off, and um, so picked out the wig. So we're having literally so much fun during this process. We're laughing and taking turns. I'm first time crying over the experience. And Mm -hmm. then Joe's crying because it's just emotional. And we're literally having so much fun that this other woman walks into the doorway of the room and she says, what is going on in here? You guys are having so much fun. She introduced herself. Um, She was Jan, who is the executive director of Gainka, Um, introduced herself said, man, it's just really good to see somebody in here really enjoying this experience. So we get done. They give me tons of stuff, bags of stuff to go with the wig. They give me templates to make, to draw eyebrows on because you lose your eyebrows. Just all this stuff, um, a blanket to take to chemo, um, just they intuitive. The stuff you you know, but you don't know you Mm -hmm. need it yet. Um, So we're we're leaving, not knowing that we're not going to leave for another hour, we stop in Jan's doorway and I say, hey, I have a question for you about this ball game that's coming up. Asked her a couple questions and um, then we start talking. I think at one point she said, so what's your story? So we start talking and, um, and she says, so how are you doing? And I said, overall, really, really good. I think I'm in a good place mentally. Um, I said, um, I feel like I can get through this. I said, I'm, there's only one entity or person that I'm really angry at. And she said, who's that? And I said, the person or the group or the committee or the government agency that made the rule that women of a certain age don't need a pap smear, but mm-hmm. every three, some, some places in the country, they'll tell you five years. I was 59 when I had the last pap smear. By the time I was 61, I had stage two cancer. Mm. And that was because even though I tried, tried and tried and tried in different states even to get a pap smear and not even by a doctor, by somebody answering the phone, I was told, no, you can't have one, Mm. but I think I need one. Sorry, you can't have one. Well, who made that rule? Well, I don't know. I could never get an answer. Who made that rule? Who's in charge of what is now the rest of my life. Right. And um, I still haven't gotten an answer, but I'm mm. going to get an answer. Yeah. And so the first stage of my, how I'm going to make this have a reason 
Everybody needs to find a reason for something they're going through. Well, that was the first stage of, here's my reason. First of all, I started with everybody I knew. Here's why you need to get a pet. Don't neglect it. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you have to go to one healthcare system to get a pet one year and then go to another healthcare system the next year and pretend like you didn't have one the year before. Don't ever, ever let anybody tell you you can't have a pap smear on a yearly basis if you feel like you need one. If you feel like you deserve one, don't let somebody take that away from you. That's why I am where I am right now. It's cost me time. It's cost me face-to-face time with people I love. It's cost me my hobbies, my traveling, all the things that are important to me. That's what it's cost me the last year and a half. And maybe the next one year, maybe the next two years, I don't know. And that's what bothers me the most. I don't know, ultimately, what the price of that's going to be. So so I'm telling Jan all this. And she's just like, her eyes are watering up. And she says to Ryan, who's standing behind me, our board needs to hear that. And then we have a conversation about something else. And she says, and our board needs to hear that too. And very unlike me, really, really unlike me, it just comes out of my mouth. I don't know who said it, but it comes out of my mouth. I'll talk to your board. And she says, really? And I said, yeah, I'll talk to, I'll talk to your board. What, t- you tell me what they need to hear, and I'll tell them what they need to hear. And um, very surprisingly to this day, I haven't in the back of my brain been thinking to myself, how the heck am I going to get out of this? <laughs> because the old me would have been thinking, okay, now what's my plan? Am I going to get the flu? Am I going to be out of town? How am I going to get out of this? Um, I'm fired up about this. I am really fired up. I have yet to sit down with Jan and we come up with our, here's what I want you to focus on. Here's what I want you to leave out. Um, But that day, talking to those two women in that suite, all the times I've asked, why is this happening? What will come out of this? I found it right there. Um, This organization supplies gas cards on a monthly basis to people that are actively in treatment. They'll help people if they are missing work, help them with their utilities and food. This organization has a public Facebook page. It also has a private Facebook page. Um, where people have conversations. Um, For example, I posted, um, I think the second day was on the private Facebook page. Hey, my next chemo is such and such date at such and such facility. Anybody else in this group going to be there? Love to meet you face to face, maybe sit next to each other. Just talk or just be quiet. Doesn't matter to me. I just there's a strength that comes mm-hmm. from being with someone that gets every single aspect of this. And um, I, not one person responded, hey, I'm going to be there at the exact same time as you. But dozens of people said, hey, that's not my schedule. I'm going to be over here. But um, 
are you guys experiencing this side effect? Or what mm. do, what foods can you do you know to stay? I mean, just endless, endless tidbits of information and um, cohesiveness as a group that um, that and support that you just can't get anywhere else. And one of the things that um, that I did this year that I didn't do last year was um, found a counselor because when you're going through something like this, you notice how bad people feel for you, mm-hmm. either by lack of eye contact or the expression on their face, or they stand back from mm-hmm. you because they know your immune system is suffering and they're afraid to get you sick. All these different reasons. And um, you need somebody to talk to, to dump on, right. that you don't have to put up a brave front for. Mm-hmm. So if there's one thing I could recommend really strongly is get a counselor because you need to dump some of this right. on somebody that you're not having to put up a brave front for. Um, and early on, she said, you, you need to find a purpose. You need to find the reason. Don't have that question in the back of your head. Why is this happening to me? So I now know. Why is this happening to me? Um, I will, to anybody that will stand and listen, why not to skip a pap smear? You could be affecting the rest of your life. Um, and the more I learn about Gainka and this organization and the women that are running this, the more I realize that will be my place. Um, I can get through this treatment and still work with this organization, case in point. I'm here talking to you. And I'm throwing out the first pitch at this game. There's a survivor's. Um, all the survivors and their supporters are going to walk the bases, very similar to what they do after some games when the kids run their bases. Um, there's giveaways. There's a silent auction for one of the specially designed jerseys um, that I've seen, and it's really cool, and I'm going to be really tempted to, um, <laughs> to bid on that. Um, this, all the money from these seats that are sold at a greatly reduced price, by the way, for these sections that are being offered, um, the money goes to help women that, that need, literally need help with groceries because they're not working or because their diet is so restricted that they're living on cases of liquid protein or they, they're having to take expensive medication that enables them to be able to eat. Um, as I, I'm convinced that every week, the more I get support from this organization, the more I'm gonna be able to give back to them. Um, there's, there's so many things. Um, support with medical bills, translating. I worked in healthcare from the time I was 22 years old. I worked in a hospital, I've worked in doctor's offices, I've worked in specialists. I know how to navigate the healthcare system. I know how to help people with their bills. I feel that like that, not financially, but help them navigate the paperwork. Have the, help them navigate um, when you try to call the billing company for your providers and um, they're not on site. They, you have to go through five people before you find one that understands what you're ask, what you're trying to get at. Um, you have to leave a message and they don't call you back. When you're sick and you've got these, this mail coming that has, for example, I've got one, a bill right now, $22,000. I know I don't owe it. No, I don't own it. 
I know how to work with that. But how many other, right. for every one of me, there's a hundred people oh, yeah. that ha- look at that. And the first thought they have is, well, I got to stop treatment. Right. I got to stop. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to, what happened that I don't know about that my insurance company mm. is not going to, I mean, this is a year's worth of house payments or two years worth of house payments. And the, the first thought is literally, I have to stop treatment now. That's real. Yeah. That's happening out there. Um, well, that being said, I, w- I want to um, take a break and traffic and weather, but then, um, you know, just again, we'll recap if people, in fact, because I had text messages coming in, you know, my mother's going through this or, you know, where can we get a hold of the organization? And so we'll get that out there as well. And then I want to know how you've been preparing to throw this first pitch out <laughs> because I don't. <laughs> I, I think people just assume, well, that would be that wouldn't be that hard. I, I'm sure it's not the easiest thing in the world. That's for sure. Kim Wiegand with us this morning, continuing on the American Transmissions Talk at Text Line four four seven KSGF. More in moments. I'm Nick Reed. Enough with the lies. We need facts. It's well-balanced conversation. This is Springfield's Talk 1041. Since they've cleared that accident on Highway 60 westbound at Highway 125 in Cody, you still have stop-and-go traffic a little west of Farm Road 247. Eastbound Highway 60, that is slowing from Farm Road 223 to Highway 125. A little bit busy on northbound 65 from Kearney to I-44. And we've got some heavy traffic on eastbound I-44 east of Kansas to Glenstone. From the John Wayne Heating and Air Go Patrol Traffic Center, I'm Tim Wyland. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All our building company, O-L-L-E-R, all of your brand new home building needs it all on one showroom floor. No longer the days where you have to travel all over the place to, you know, we've got a light fixture place over here, and then we got a door place over there for the new home, and then we want the countertop, so we got to go to the countertop store place over here. It's all in one place. The showroom floor at All Our Building Company you can do it in a couple hours, they said. They've had folks in the past, though most probably will be a little more particular, maybe make a trip or two back in order to make all of those decisions, how to turn that brand new house into your home, Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 83 today, clear 60 tonight, tomorrow sunny with a high of 87. And uh, this uh, hour we've been talking with my friend Kim Wiegand, who is going to be throwing out the first pitch at the Springfield Cardinal game this Saturday evening. And the pro, there's a couple of sections, if I understood this correctly, in which uh, the proceeds are going to go to the organization Gynca, which is the Gynecological Cancer Alliance. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That word was harder to say than I thought yeah, it was going it to be for some, <laughs> for some reason. Uh, and for those people that miss it, um, are we'll have the on-demand section up. It, the, the on-demand section, generally speaking, we have the show up almost as soon as the show is over because uh, Sarah is always working on that as we do the show, but she's on vacation. So somebody else is going to be doing that after the show. So it, it may be, if you're accustomed to it being there as soon as the show's over, it, it may be a, a little bit, but I would encourage you to go back and listen to um, Kim's story as uh, as she has laid it out 
and we've had a lot of people texting in wanting to know about the organization. And, um, and in fact, I'll make sure that I pass that information along so we can get it up on ksgf.com uh, as well. I, now, you're throwing out the first pitch that sounds, I think, easy to some people. I would humiliate myself, I'm sure. <laughs> I probably would take the approach. I'm not even going to try to practice because if, I, if it goes really, really bad, then I don't know. That's almost better than being just sort of bad in my mind. I, I don't know. So uh, how how did it come to be for you to throw out the first pitch? That, what was your thought? That, um, well, um, that first meeting when I uh-huh. went to get up, get the wig, and um, we just ended up talking. These women, Ryan and Jan, um, if you've ever had the experience where you meet somebody, but you feel like you've right. known them for 20 years, it's like slipping your tired, achy feet into into an old pair of slippers where they're just molded to your feet, and it's just you breathe a sigh of relief. That's what it felt like meeting these women. Um, that's how good they are at their jobs, how compassionate, how kind. Jan is a cancer survivor. You can't tell her anything that she doesn't get already. Um, during the course of the discussion, um, I said that to her. I feel like I've known you for, forever. And she said, I feel the same way. She said, I feel like this is the beginning of something that's going to be really good for both of us. Um, and then she, it's like the thought just popped into her head. And she turned to me and she said, would you do, the, do us the honor of throwing out the first pitch? And I, I think I said something to the effect of, well, at the peril of the catcher, yes, I will. Um, I started practicing um, yesterday afternoon. Um, my last chemo was last Wednesday, so um, the the first week or so, you just mm. I don't really don't leave my living room or my bedroom. Um, but yesterday, it was a little bit cool, and Joe said he picked up the baseball that had been gifted to us by a f- good friend who had who had at one point thro- also thrown out the pitch. Um, first pitch for a Cardinals game, and um, said, here, practice with, with this. So he pretty much said, we're going outside, and you're going to practice. And um, the first couple of pitches were actually pretty good. He didn't have to chase them. <laughs> I went ha- downhill after that. Um, I, and like you said earlier, I think I was really overthinking yeah. it and kind of picturing it in my head actually being being there and doing it. So maybe I won't practice anymore. And um Bring the catcher some bubble wrap. Yeah, hey, there you are. Yeah. Right. So, did you the distance and everything too? Did you measure that off? No, I, no? It, apparently he has. But, okay. Um, but Jan said, reassured me, you can get as close as you want. Very. I mean, she said, I don't know anybody that's ever stood on the pitcher's mound. Yeah. And um, and I thought it through, and you know, it's not a level surface. Chemo people oh, don't okay. do well on on unlevel surfaces, so. Um, probably not a good idea. I think I'll get closer just so as not to make it. Yeah, that's probably. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad idea. Let me ask you this question. When, because there are these organizations, Geinka obviously mm -hmm. being one of them, that have been so helpful but people, I'm, like I said, text messages coming in that who have family members or going through this sort of thing and, and they weren't familiar. Do hospitals not offer up, say, hey, here's some resources that might be helpful? That's, I'm really, really glad you asked, asked that question because that was in my mental mm-hmm. list of things to bring up. Um, with all that treatment I had last year, um, and I'm not faulting anyone mm-hmm. at all, but I didn't get the information about Geinka till, um my very last radiation treatment, which was an internal radiation treatment, that, which means you start out the day in the OR 
knocked out while they put things that resemble a 1950s on the roof radio antenna or TV antenna into your body. Um, <laughs> my husband <laughs> is turning really red and laughing. Well, no, that's a that's a great picture you painted. Yeah, uh, yeah another reason why you want to get your pap. You don't want to go through that. Um, they give you li- liquid morphine, morphine to take that stuff out of you at the end of the day. Um, anyway, that was when I actually received the teal folder that had the Gunke information. And, and the, the, this resource is designed for people that are actively in treatment. The financial resources are in place for people for that are actively in treatment. That's when you're impacted the most. Um, and like I said, either be, I don't know why. I don't know if they had run out of folders. I don't know if it was I don't know why. That's on my list of things. Right. There's there was something that went on last year that where people pro- maybe didn't get the information mm-hmm. when they should have. Um, this year I got it um, after I had had um, the needle uh, CT guided needle biopsy, which confirmed the metastasis in my lung. Went straight to a, a cardiothoracic surgeon who removed it. Um, and then my first visit, visit back with my oncologist, um, one of the nurses came in and actually handed it to me and explained to me what it was. Okay. Last year, it was, just, it was past the point of me utilizing it. So um, this year, it's been a game changer. This organization, um, I was one treatment in um, when I actually called and made the appointment, mm-hmm. established contact. And it changed. Contact with these two ladies and this organization changed the trajectory of this second course of treatment, changed my mental outlook, changed my support system, which consists of people that I'll probably never meet face-to-face. Nonetheless, they are just as valuable as my friends and family that I've had alongside of me all my life. They are just as valuable and offer, bring to the table just as much and, and in some ways a lot more. This is, this organization helps people more than they can possibly imagine. And that's why I feel like in this place and time, my husband making sure I went to, kept that appointment, got up there, got in the door, um, literally changed how my outcome is going to look. Uh, in terms of treatment, what 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 are you looking at? Um, I've had three of my series of six combined okay. therapies. Um, right now I'm getting two chemo drugs and two immunotherapy drugs. Um, I'll, I'll finish the six treatments November 1st, will be number six. The next step after that is a PET scan where they will look for anything else that... Um, Best case scenario is these courses, this medication combined regimen has stopped whatever is floating around in my system. We already know it got into my vasolymphatic system. We knew that last year, um, stage two. Um, It eventually set up shop in my lung. Um, The first time they caught it in February, it was actually too small to biopsy. Um, The interventional radiologist says it's so small Chances of me hitting it with a needle are really slim. We need to wait 90 days. Went, waited 90 to get, days, and the doctor said before he, they put me under, it's still so small, 
it, I'm going to have to work at getting it. He made four attempts with the needle. Two actually got the tumor. Um, so it was still pretty small. It's still, I, I don't know what stage it is right now. Okay. It's not stage two anymore. I, but um, after the November 1st, my number six treatment, they'll do another PET scan. Um, the way I understand it is um, if there's nothing showing on that PET scan anywhere in my body, I will continue to get the two immunotherapy drugs 21 days apart, up to 17 treatments. Um, from what I read, at 17 treatments, you're getting into a level of toxicity in your body with those chemicals that just, that's the wow. threshold. Um, and then it's a matter of, it's going to come back at some point. How long those immunotherapy drugs keep it away is... Got it. That's just going to be what it's going to be. So the game, Saturday, uh -huh. we encourage people to come out because, again, those um, – and when they call, do they need to ask for the section for, or they how don't does need that work? To, they don't need to ask specifically for the okay. sections of seats. It's M and N, um, third base, kind of just okay. past the third baseline. So letter right M field. and letter N. N. But if you call Ganka, they're the ones that have the tickets. Okay, they got They physically it. have the got tickets. Okay. Hammond's gave them the tickets. Okay, great. Um, they can call that and just... Yeah, and that number, I'll give it now, but I know a number of you are driving. Uh, the number is 869-2220. That is 869-2220. That is for um, the organization that has the tickets and let them know you want to purchase some. And then the dollars, of course, going for that organization. And we'll get... If you go to gynca.org... Uh, that is the website, but we'll get it up under uh, Nick's must-read headlines, I think is probably where it'll land uh, here. And it may be a little delayed because Sarah is gone, but someone will get it up there. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much for coming in. As always, it's great to see you. And um, I can't wait to see that first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Such is it. Is. Um, yeah, it's a, it's really an honor to, to represent this group of people in that way. And um, I... I really feel deep down that some good things are going to come out of this um i'm i have a, a bad week after chemo but then there's two weeks where i'm up and running and um, i have a lot of ideas for things that we can do to, to reach a broader group of people more quickly and um in some different ways. Well, I'm sure Sarah's told you once she gets back in particular because she handles a lot of the majority of public service stuff and just regular announcements that mm -hmm. we run. And so we can hopefully help you out in that area as well. Well, I know you did having Liz in, who is the, um, she is mm. the community development okay. director for Gynka. Um, you guys had her in actually within a couple of days of when I first reached out to you, Excellent. which I really appreciate. Had her in to do some PSAs, so. Well, I know there's a lot of people listening. Got a lot of love for you and Joe, too. Thank and, you. And uh, we love you guys. That means more than you can ever know. All right. And uh, we shall hear from you soon. Yep. And I'm sure I'll you see will. you very soon. <laughs> Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Garage Experts. I've for some time told you about what a tremendous job they did with my garage, not just the flooring, but the customized storage as well. Uh, Deb noted our experience with Garage Experts, amazing. 
They came out, did our estimate quickly, professionally. They scheduled our install, then actually got out to do our entire lower-level floor sooner than expected. Jake and his team were amazing and very personable. They did a wonderful job with the application, including some patching and nail grinding. They were on time every day. Everything was cleaned up when they left, and we were provided with all the information we needed to care for our floor. We highly recommend Garage Experts. Their price and customer service was great. If we could give more than five stars, we would thank you, Garage Experts. And you can get all of the contact information that you need under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. So that uh, I want to again thank um, Kim and, and uh, Joe for coming in, Kim sharing her story. If you missed any of it, um, you know it may not be something that you are going through, what, what she's gone through, but you may one day or you may know someone. And there, uh, you heard her talk about the resources from Geinka and what a life changing tr- changed the trajectory of this uh, journey she's on and just what a tremendous difference it has made. And, and so there may be some of you who have friends or family and, you know, that's one of the, we just didn't get into it much because of time constraints, but um, for those that are, you know, a loved one, a support partner of someone going through that, it, it can be very difficult because you don't know, how to help. You don't know if you can help. It, you feel guilty for not knowing how to help. You don't want to make things more difficult, you, you know, and, and so it can be a very difficult thing to navigate through. And knowing that there is an organization like Geinka out there that is that support of people who have been through it. And, and, and as Kim noted, you know, having that connection of others who know exactly what it is that you're going through because they've experienced it is is a tremendous difference from being at it alone. Even when you're surrounded by people who love you and want to help, and and uh, it's just um, a place you can unload, you can unburden um, without having to feel as if you are burdening them. And uh, so I, I would just recommend remembering this organization should it be one that you or somebody that you love needs and the it's gynca.org it's in springfield and the timeliness of this is because they have a couple of sections for saturday evening springfield cardinal game kim is going to be throwing out the first pitch and if you purchase any of those tickets then proceeds go to the organization which helps out women that are fighting cancer and just you can reach out and contact them directly. The and if you would like to purchase some of those tickets, eight six nine twenty two twenty eight six nine two 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 zero or again gynca.org uh, to do that. And if you're driving and you forget, just text the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, and we'll make sure to get that information to you. Um, if if you text it in the afternoon or the evening, it may be tomorrow morning before we're able to do so. But but we will do that. I wanted to share this red state story with you because I know a lot of you are uh, aware of Liberty Safe. You may have Liberty Safes, and they put out what appears to be a proactive statement regarding the the uh, their providing of an access code to a private citizen's safe during a raid they carried out 
on a January 6th protester, because as you know, they are still rounding up and imprisoning as many of the Trump supporters that were in Washington on January 6th as possible. Even those that didn't break anything or commit any vandalism or violence, they are um, still out there and rounding people up. So here's a story from Red State. Liberty Safe, America's number one heavy-duty home and gun safe manufacturer, according to their website, issued a statement late last night confirming that they had given the FBI an access code to a customer's gun safe in response to a request on August 30th. That request came during a raid on the home of a man who attended a protest on January 6th. The statement from Liberty Safe reads as follows. On August 30th, 2023, Liberty Safe was contacted by the FBI requesting the access code to the safe of an individual for whom they had a warrant to search their property. Our company protocol is to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to a property. After reviewing the request, we received proof of the valid warrant, and only then did we provide them with an access code. Liberty Safe had no knowledge of any of the details surrounding the investigation at the time. Liberty Safe is devoted to protecting the personal property and Second Amendment rights of our customers and has repeatedly denied requests for access codes without a warrant in the past. We do not give out combinations without proper legal documentation being provided by authorities. We regularly update our policies to ensure both compliance with federal and state law and reasonable consumer privacy protections within the law. First and foremost, Liberty Safe is committed to preserving our customers' rights, and we will remain unwavering in those values. The incident they're referring to is the arrest of Nathan Hughes in Arkansas on August 30th after the FBI raided, uh, raid related to Hughes' attendance on the January 6th protest. Um, and so, you know, this has happened very recently, and this is presented by Red State as an attempt by Liberty Safe to get out ahead of this before it looked as if they were trying to not inform the public of it. I think that there are going to be a lot of people that are very unhappy with Liberty Safe on this for a number of reasons. One, the compliance with the authorities. There was a time in which I think a lot of people, particularly conservative individuals politically speaking, had a great deal of respect for law and order when they believed that it was an even application. For a lot of people who believe in law and order, no longer see it as being applied in such a manner and instead being used as a weapon against people who are not part of the establishment. And so compliance with the authorities for a lot of people means something different today than it did years past. It is for many people seen as part of the problem we have today. Um, it, and I'm just giving you, you know, an overview of what people's opinions are. But I also am curious as to whether or not this code that was given, is this something that they have access to people's personal code somehow for their Liberty Safes, or is this a skeleton key of sorts in which people, you know, they're allowed to give authorities that will get into any, uh, any safe? Um, I think, though, there are going to be a lot of people that have concerns about the security of their safes after that, and I suspect it won't be the last word we've heard.